Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. We're going to lose the things we love. We're going to start losing wildlife. We're going to lose more land. We're going to lose more of our rainforest, of trees, of things that we really value. And it's our duty. It's our job as brand holders and as founders. We love beauty. How can we make it continue to help people and the planet in a much bigger way? It's not just about making yourself beautiful. It's about really doing beautiful things. I'm Kirby. And I'm Sarah. Welcome Welcome to to Los Los Angeles. Every week, we break down the most important beauty news and launches, interview your favorite beauty experts, influencers, and celebrity guests, and review our favorite beauty products of the moment as your beauty editor BFFs from the beautiful and great city of Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos! We hope you stay a while. (laughs) Cute. That's cute. Happy Friday, Kirby! Happy Friday! I wish we had a song for this month, so... As y'all may already know, this month is kind of chaotic for Los Angeles because we have two things happening. We have our uh, collab series. Collab series on Tuesdays, like collab madness, if you will. And then we have our sustainability series that we've really been focusing on. And um, April is Earth Month. Earth Day is April 22nd. And instead, I think a lot of pitches I've been personally getting right now are around clean beauty. It's like, here's a clean brand. Talk about it for Earth Day. I'm like, yeah, but your your brand is like destroying the planet. <laughs> totally. And like there really isn't much more, you know, uh, in the pitch other than that, that it's called clean, quote unquote, right? Like they're not providing us with more information about why they're clean beyond like maybe that they're using a few natural ingredients. Yeah, and they're paraben free or whatever. And as y'all know, we're pretty, you know, we're pretty critical of clean brands in general because we like performance-based products and we don't, we're not really into fear-mongering, right? Like we don't wanna hear about why all of these other brands that we're using are potentially harmful to us because of course we're, journalists and reporters and we know that sometimes the pseudoscience behind some of these claims are it's just that pseudoscience so we really just we promote the fact that clean isn't necessarily better although Sarah you use clean products I use clean products but I use them because I like them and they work um, depending on the brand right and then you know a lot of the times that the clean brands that we do love have a huge focus on sustainability, right? Exactly. Yes. So one brand that really kind of paved the way for clean beauty before clean was even a term that we saw in stores, before clean at Sephora, before the Conscious Beauty Council at Ulta, before Credo existed, 25 years ago, Pacifica Beauty was born. And if you're not familiar with Pacifica Beauty, I just feel like it's a brand that's been around, I mean, literally it's been around 25 years, but 
You would see it at Target, see it at Ulta. It was a mainstay, tried and true. And to have longevity like that in the beauty industry is just very, very rare. You have to be doing something right. Mm -hmm. So today we have Brooke Harvey Taylor. She is the founder of Pacifica Beauty. And she is a mother of three. She is passionate about animals, the planet, and compassion for others, which all play into Pacifica's ethos. She's been called the godmother of clean beauty. So if you really are hung up on clean, that's that's your jam. You're all about clean products. You really should read up more on Brooke because she really walks the talk. Yeah. Did you know that it's not walk the walk or talk the talk? It's walks the talk. Did you know that? Is it? Yeah, it is. You want to know why? Because I had to double check it for an article that I wrote. Dude, the things that I Google to double check to make sure that I'm using it correctly when I'm writing, like, I have learned I have been wrong so many times. Oh, same. Same. Yeah, walks the talk. For the rest of us, the saying is, if you're going to talk to talk, you've got to walk the walk. But really, you got to walk the walk talk. The that talk. makes sense. That makes sense. Well, Brooke definitely walks the talk. She's been walking the talk since she started. You'll hear, you know, when she tells us the story of how she got the, her start. It's very much like who she is. She was raised on a farm. She would take a little lamb to bed with her. Like just, you know, she is clean beauty. That is everything that she believes in. She lives up in Carpinteria in Santa Barbara. Like it's not just a part of her lifestyle. It is her life. Exactly. So Pacifica is a mass brand that's available at Ulta and Target. That's one reason we thought it was important to have her on because we know a lot of people that maybe are looking for more sustainable beauty options feel like it's always just out of reach because oftentimes they can be wildly expensive. So today we're talking to Brooke all about the brand, but we're gonna talk about greenwashing. Uh, we're gonna talk about the product that you own for sure that is the biggest waste of money. No, just <laughs> biggest waste of plastic. Garbage. Contributor to waste. It's the biggest product in your vanity that you probably have several of yes um and you know kirby and i are guilty too yeah um that is contributing to more waste in, in, in on the planet exactly and brooke is going to talk about sustainability efforts what pacifica as a brand does to offset their car carbon footprint their fat their plastic footprint so many nuggets of good information within this interview so also Brooke is a part, Pacifica especially, is a part of the uh, Conscious Beauty Council at Ulta. So they're kind of helping steer the charge when it comes to, you know, more sustainable beauty products that Ulta sells, which is awesome. So we hope you enjoy this episode with Brooke Harvey Taylor. And if you love it, be sure to subscribe if you have not already on Apple, follow us on Spotify and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from y'all. Enjoy the show. Brooke, welcome to Los Angeles. Thank you for having me. Super excited. 
We're super excited. Sarah, doesn't Brooke just look like the person you want to be? Yes. I was telling Kirby, I was reading your interview with the 30, like your day routine and afternoon you like pick flowers from your garden and arrange like a beautiful bouquet. And I texted Kirby and I was like, this is the life I strive to live. I want to be Brooke when I grow up. We have you on the podcast, obviously, because of Pacifica, and you're kicking off Sustainability Month for us. One thing that we're really passionate about here on the podcast is, you know, when we talk about clean beauty, a lot of brands focus mostly on what they're made without as a selling point. But for us, we also think that taking care of our planet and our animals and things like that are also super important, making sure things are ethically sourced and things like that. And Pacifica is turning... 25. Did you already turn 25? Nope. This year we'll turn 25. Wow. Do you know the exact date? Well, we sort of say it's around when we went to our first trade show, which would have been the fall. So, so this fall. Fall 2021. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. You guys are basically veterans. Yeah, we're old school pioneers. Exactly. So I was doing a little dabbling as one does when we have a guest on the podcast. And I read that it all started by creating perfumes. There was like this aromatherapy component and you would sell them at some Grateful Dead concerts. And now it's obviously a full line with a focus on skincare and cosmetics. So what was your motivation behind creating Pacifica? So I apprenticed as an aromatherapist when I lived in Eugene, Oregon. And that's where I became really passionate about perfuming and perfumes and ingredients. And the woman that I was apprenticing with wound up leaving and she left me with her whole library of fragrances of essential oils and from all over the world that she'd collected. So that was a moment where I started playing and dabbling and making these perfumes perfumes and selling them at Saturday Market and different concerts, the Grateful Dead concert. And it became this passion project for me. And people started loving the perfumes and asking me to make them for them as well. And then I met this really cool boy and he's like, I've never had a job. Why don't you try and be an entrepreneur? You should start your own company, do something with your perfumes. I wound up marrying that guy. He's always been a huge supporter of me, a huge part of the brand. His name is Billy. He's my husband. But he was this person who was just this entrepreneur in his heart and really pushed me to do things. And he refers to me more as like the golden retriever and the relationship. I just love to think and dream and play. That was early. I didn't set out to necessarily just create products that there weren't on the market. Even when we went into skincare, I wanted to create things that I was really passionate about and things like veganism and accessibility and clean ingredients for things that I was really passionate about. And I wasn't thinking about what's our business plan? What's the white space? How do we jump into this space? How do we get an investor? I was thinking more about what do I love doing and how do I want this brand to speak to people? How do I want it to make people feel? And it was really important to me that people felt really good about Pacifica. And I was a teen in the eighties and beauty was being marketed in a way that made you feel, you know, kind of preyed on people's insecurities more than I think it does today. And I felt like, how could we create a brand that doesn't use fear-based marketing, that doesn't make you feel like you're not good enough if you don't look like this. And that was really, really important to me. I'm kind of all over the place, but those are things that I felt like Pacifica could be. And that was really the core of the brand. I mean, you guys were so ahead of the game. What you're saying right now is ethos of every brand that's coming out now, right? But you've been around for 25 years. You were 
thinking about these things far before these other brands were even thinking about them. Far before they were profitable. We see it all the time as editors. If you don't have clean now in your marketing, Sephora won't take you. There's all these aspects to it now. So what I personally appreciate about Pacifica, it's not only a brand that I have this nostalgic memory tied to, right? But I agree with you, Brooke. There wasn't like this fear in it either. It was like fun. It was like, oh, okay. And this is attainable for a lot of people. Sarah and I really wanted you on the podcast because a lot of times when it comes to clean and sustainable practices or clean and sustainable beauty, a lot of people feel left out of that conversation because they can't simply afford it. They don't feel like it's something that fits into their lifestyle or budget. I'm just singing your praises, Brooke. Thank you. I love it. I love it. But you're actually singing to something that's really important to me. Like that was key to our brand is was accessibility. So for me, I was a kid that grew up on a little cattle ranch in Montana. We didn't have a lot of money. Beauty was a splurge. My mom would take my sister and I to Kmart, which was a thing back then when I was little, and we would buy beauty products. We were always mindful of price point, but my mom also was this like militant, organic, had her own garden, really into ingredients, really into clean and naturals. So those were really influential to me. So when I was thinking about what it would mean to have a brand, those for me were table stakes. It had to be accessible, but I wanted it to feel really special and I wanted to use ingredients that were special, packaging that felt special so that you had this feeling of buying an expensive product, but that wasn't because I really believe I always have that these ingredients should be for everybody, that everybody should have access to the best ingredients, to the most beautiful packaging, to the best colors, to things that really mean a lot to them, that we shouldn't have to dumb it down or make it cheaper or junkier or feel less special just to get a certain price point. And I think that that's huge at Pacifica and really core to what we are. And then the other pieces is the fact that we've been vegan for 25 years. For us, that wasn't about marketing. Growing up with animals, taking little lambs and sleeping with them in my room in Montana because I was a 4-H kid, we raised our own animals. I had this really different perspective on farm life. And I wound up falling in love with our animals. And the idea that my pets would become food was really, really hard on me. And so as I got older and discovered PETA, discovered what it meant to be vegan, those were things that when we started Pacifica, I believed that that should be something that was core to our brand, that we were going to be cruelty-free, 100% vegan, never use animal ingredients, and really be an animal activist as a brand. And I think as brands, we have the opportunity to stand for things. We have an opportunity to have a platform to say what we're passionate about. And that's really what Pacifica has been for me. What Kirby was just saying, you know, and what we've just been talking about is that now it's like a prerequisite. You have to have the leaping bunny. You have to be vegan, all these things. You have, again, been doing that for so long now. How do you think the term clean beauty has evolved over time? So it's interesting because clean beauty was never a term that we used. So when I started Pacifica, we were in the natural space. Whole Foods was our first big national retailer. And we used Whole Foods No List as essentially our brand Bible. And that defined the ingredients that we used. But back 25 years ago, that Whole Foods was really the one that held that 
list at that time. But how the word clean was used was more on the back end, like chemists, fillers, brands would use the word clean and clean would describe ingredients that weren't considered natural, that were considered safe and that were accepted by you know Whole Foods. And that's how the word clean kind of started. It was really a term that we all used, but we used it not as a consumer facing term. And over the years as naturals, people started challenging what does naturals mean? and how is this natural? And then you're using these ingredients that aren't clean popped up as a term that really helped define this category that used sometimes naturals, oftentimes not, but just had a list of standards that brands would formulate around. And then retailers jumped in and started creating their own lists of standards. And by the way, these are standards that have really great data behind them. There's a reason that these ingredients are on these lists. It's not arbitrary. There's a lot of thought and a lot of consideration that goes behind these lists, especially from retailers. And so I think that for the consumer, it just makes it easy to say, okay, I can buy this brand and know that they're formulating without some of these bigger ingredients. And so that's how it's changed over the years. I would say it's really been around what, for maybe seven, eight years as a term in consumer facing language. But again, in the past, it was always that race to be who was more natural than the next guy. And now it's more broad. So Kirby and I talk a lot about the fact that we don't want brands to sell us on the fact that they're clean. On Los Angeles, we say that we want them to sell us on why their products are great, why they are effective, why we should be using them. What is the unique selling point of Pacifica in your opinion? Why should we be using your products? I totally agree with you. I don't think clean should be the reason that you purchase a product. I think brands should stand on their own. They should talk about what their standards are. And I think that making sure that not only clean when it comes to ingredients, but are you clean and thinking about climate change? Are you thinking about sustainable packaging? Are you thinking about animal rights using animal ingredients? I think that those things for us specifically are really important. We don't just stand on one pillar really make sure that we're addressing everything that we believe in. And for us, that does mean humans, the planet. So our core value is compassion, which I think is really special and unique about us. Everything we do has to go through the lens of compassion. Is this compassionate to the planet? Is this formula compassionate to humans? Is this formula compassionate to animals? Are our business practices compassionate? The way we market is that compassionate. Every single thing we do as a company goes through that lens, which I think is special and unique. It's really our guiding principle from day one. And I think that's what's going to keep us relevant and keep us thinking about how we move into the future. That's a really important part of our brand. And then I think the other thing has been really leading the charge around vegan beauty. I mean, I remember when I used to go to trade shows and have to explain to people what vegan beauty was. They were like, what's vegan beauty? And just talking about ingredients and talking about why we don't use animal ingredients and talking about how if someone is vegan for one day, how much water, et cetera, they'll save and how much it affects the planet. And as I said earlier, we're not judgy. We're not here to tell you that we're better than the next brand. We're just here to say we're different. This is what we believe in and this is why and love us or leave it up to you, but these are things that we can offer. And so I do think brands really need to think about what their core value is and stand behind that and be true to that. So 
also, I read a story where you asked a manufacturer, like a packaging manufacturer, to provide some options for Pacifica that were recyclable. You walked in and there was just all this beautiful packaging displayed everywhere. There were so many options. And when you walked into the conference room to have the discussion about Pacifica, there were three bottles or three packages available, maybe one or two, give or take that were considered recyclable. And somebody that was a part of that team said, this particular package looks recyclable. That's really all that matters, that it looks recyclable. What do you think the average beauty consumer, you know, maybe our listeners who are a little bit more savvy, don't really know about greenwashing and sustainability practices when it comes to beauty? I'm sure there's probably brands that come out with products or mantras or ethos and say, you know, we're all about saving the planet. And, you know, they talk about their recyclable packaging, but then you look into it a little deeper and you're like, what in the world? How are they getting away with this? Can you kind of go into that a little bit? Well, first of all, yes, that happens to me. I do that, but I'm really careful not to call out other brands. But yes, when I walked into that packaging supplier, it was easier in skincare and in perfumes to think about packaging. So when we launched our first perfumes, we custom tooled our bottle with a screw top instead of a crimp top so that that bottle could be recycled. Because if you have a perfume and it's a crimp top, it's garbage. You can't take that cap off. You can't take the sprayer off. And so we were thinking about that all along the way. But once we hit cosmetics, it got a lot more challenging because you now have mixed plastics. You have all different kinds of metals involved. You have a different palette of packaging. So when I went into this supplier, I was like, help me find something that would be recyclable. And the idea that they were ready to dupe the consumers or recommending that we just dupe our consumers by covering plastic and paper was to me one of the most inspirational moments of developing packaging that I've ever had. So instead of me thinking you guys are not cool in the way you're thinking about this, I took that as a challenge to really think about every aspect of what we were doing. And one of the things that's a huge waste is we all know our plastic palettes, like eyeshadow palettes. Think about when someone does an eyeshadow palette drop, how much does that palette weigh in plastic? How much plastic is being created? And it's mixed plastics and it's mixed metal, so it's garbage. There's no saving that. There's no way you're going to be able to recycle that. That's just garbage forever. So for us, we went back to thinking, how can we create a palette? And this was seven years ago. How we create a palette that actually isn't wasteful. Perhaps someone could even curbside recycle this palette. So those were challenges that we gave ourselves. And we had to work really hard to find packaging suppliers that would go down this journey with us because it wasn't really being done at the time. The other thing about our brand is we're not that great at marketing ourselves. And so a lot of people don't know all the work we do on the back end because we literally just developed a marketing department last year. So we've really let product speak for itself. And the work that we've done has been, again, on the back end, out of passion, really trying to make a change for the environment versus these are the few marketing call-outs that we'd like to, to be able to blast out into the world. So that palette became something that I think changed part of our industry because I do see brands using paper palettes now and claiming that they're recyclable, but it's also really important. I'm a little bit obsessed with recyclability. I'm always reading about what's changing in the world, what's happening with plastic, et cetera. But this palette 
people can make paper pellets, but if they're laminating them, then they're no longer curbside recyclable. So there's all sorts of things that go into when you're formulating or creating a package for your product that you have to think about like everything about it. You can't just go to a supplier and say, do you have X and is it going to work? You have to do what we've done. You have to go to the supplier, go to a recycler and have them test it. Join the National Recycling Coalition, start attending their seminars, start seeing what's going on in the world. Are people recycling glass anymore? Are people thinking about plastic in the right way? There's so many things that are going on in the world that are really interesting if you dive in. I think it's the responsibility of brands to do that at this point. Nobody has the luxury to sit back and not think about these things, not think about climate change, not really pay attention to what's going on in the planet anymore. It's a luxury to be lazy and people just cannot do it anymore. So let's talk about something that maybe people don't know about Pacifica because you have to tell your marketing people to talk more about this because it's amazing. It's an amazing program. It's your recycling program where empties can be sent back and repurposed, which is incredible. How hard is it for Pacifica to do this? I would say it's really hard. We are lucky enough to have our own shipping facility at Pacifica. So if you have access to a small team that can do a lot of the legwork for you, which is what we have, then it's great because we can get items back. So we incentivize our consumers to send items back to us through our recycling program. We give you loyalty points and then we take the goods. And if they're number five plastics, we send them to Preserve. So one organization that's really great to work with is Preserve. They have a recycling program that if you're a brand, you can work with them and they'll take back your number five plastics, which number five plastics aren't recyclable in the US curbside. So that's really meaningful. They'll also take back smaller plastics because they have their own recycling system. And then they create razors and toothbrushes, which is really cool because their razors and toothbrushes are then made from plastic that might've been your lipstick component or might've been a tube. And then it becomes now a toothbrush. And so you get to see that closed loop recycling in action and this whole circular economy that starts from you taking the responsibility of sending your package back to Pacifica. TerraCycle does this for brands. So it, it makes it easier for you not to have to have your own internal recycling program. You can work with TerraCycle and they'll do the work for you. So there are options if you don't have the infrastructure to do it in-house. I think every brand really should be participating in one of these programs. I totally agree. It's so nice to hear everything that goes into this program. And for everybody listening, you can go on to Pacifica's website. They do have a tab that you can read more about how to donate, where to donate, what you need to do exactly. They'll walk you all the way through it. Let's talk about offsetting our carbon footprint, which absolutely loved finding this out. So can you talk about your donations, Pacifica's donations, to carbonfund.org? Yes. So carbonfund.org is a great place for brands and like Pacifica. We worked with them in 2015 around offsetting the carbon and our carbon footprint as a brand. So I highly recommend them. They're incredible. They'll help you understand what your footprint is and help you buy carbon credits. So you essentially are paying a tax on your brand, which is what we should all be doing. But the thing that I'm really excited about right now that I can't share out a ton of information because we're 
going to be announcing this around Earth Month, we are starting a program around plastic credits. So similar to carbon credits, plastic credits, if you're doing all the right work like Pacifica is on the front end, we see everything as a pyramid. The top of your pyramid is removing as much as you can from the waste stream, taking responsibility for it. But then at the end of the pyramid would be things that you can't control, like your leakage of plastic and things that people aren't recycling. And so plastic credits, we're hearing more and more about this in the beauty industry for sure, but it's a way of paying for the plastic that you use, say for Pacifica, one tube of plastic, then that amount of plastic, then we pay for it to be removed from the waste stream, whether it's taken out of the ocean or whatever program we happen to be funding. That's what we're going to be leaning into in a bigger way, because it's really meaningful to think about these plastic credits and how a brand like Pacifica can essentially pay this tax to be using this material that needs to be put back into the economy. Essentially, it's giving a value to trash so that it suddenly becomes something that no longer is trash. How do we reuse it? How do we rethink about it? And so that's really one of my passion projects right now is the idea of plastic credits and thinking about how we take plastic out of the environment, how we give it a value, how we reuse it, how we create this economy on this leakage of what would have been waste. And I'm really, really proud to say that this year, Pacifica has been able to remove over 200,000 pounds of what would be wasted plastic by migrating to PCR, to glass, to other alternatives. We're exploring bioplastics and we're exploring aluminum. And at the end of the day, we're not perfect and there's no perfect answer. We're exploring what we can do as a brand and how we think about it. And we're trying to bring other brands that will join us along the way and really thinking about collaboration and thinking about how do we even work with our retailers around creating programs that are sustainable and that start to address these issues. Because no matter where you are in this journey, whether you're light green and just sort of entering or whether you're dark green and you're already doing all this work, the most important thing is that you find yourself somewhere on the journey. You start making these efforts and you start really creating this system where you can have these action items and you can make these claims and say, by X date, we're going to do these things. We don't exactly know how we're going to get there, but we're going to start a plan. And that's really where brands need to be today and how brands need to start thinking about this change and how we're treating our planet. Because Again, we're going to lose the things we love. We're going to start losing wildlife. We're going to lose more land. We're going to lose more of our rainforest, of trees, of things that we really value. And it's our duty. It's our job as brand holders and as founders. We love beauty. How can we make it continue to help people and the planet in a much bigger way? It's not just about making yourself beautiful. It's about really doing beautiful things. And I think that there's clear paths there. And I really encourage brands to collaborate and reach out to one another and partner because at the end of the day, I don't think this is a marketing race. This isn't who's better than the next brand. It's really about, we have to do these things and how are we going to join together to do them and really have an impact. You've talked about the recycling program. You've talked about plastic credit. So you've talked about switching to PCR and glass and bioplastics, all of these things that you are already doing, things that you've been doing since 25 years ago. Let's fast forward 10, 15, 25 years, however far into the future you want to talk about. What more does Pacifica want to do in terms of the future of sustainability? Yeah, I love that question. I think that every single day for me is what can we do better every single day? And I feel like that should be the challenge to all of us as humans is 
every day needs to be better than your last day. How did you do more? How did you think about it in a different way? My goal for Pacifica is that we're an evergreen brand, that we're here forever, and that we get to continue on this journey for a long time. I really want Pacifica to be around another 25 years. I think we're doing a good job of serving our customer right now, listening to them, hearing them, meeting them where they are, making sure that we're meeting people's needs and asks. So in 25 years, I would imagine that one, we're probably not even having a conversation around clean beauty. There are a set of standards that brands follow. We know more, there's more data, there's more research. Brands really do take responsibility for their footprint and that Pacifica's helped lead that charge. Like that would be my dream is to really help lead this industry in a really cool way around making these incremental changes that have a lasting effect on climate change and supporting our planet in a really great way. So that's kind of my dream. I mean, I feel like I'm so lucky to have this platform and so lucky to have this brand and so lucky to be here 25 years that I really want to use my voice to do good and to make some serious changes, not to be dark. I get really passionate about this topic, obviously, but we're seeing changes in our environment that we didn't expect that are happening faster. And again, I can't stress the sense of urgency around brands taking ownership of this and really stepping up and coming to the table and making some changes. So I hope we're around in 25 years and that the planet is beautiful and there's more wildlife and changes have been really made. Okay. So for those that are new to Pacifica, what would you say are the brand's three hero products or maybe the three products that you think the most people tend to gravitate towards? Or what are your three favorites? Share with the listeners. All right. I love that question. So we have launched our vegan collagen skincare line. And so for me, anything in that collection is a must try. It's really incredible. And the thing that I love about this ingredient is that it is a ingredient that's lab grown. It's fermented. So it starts with sugar and then it's a fermented ingredient. It's bioidentical to collagen, but it uses zero animal inputs. And the reason I think it's really cool is because it's using less water, it's using less land, it's using less resources. It's a really innovative ingredient. Plus it has incredible clinicals that it's doing amazing things for your skin, really super moisturizing. So for me, that collection is a must try. We really are the authority in clean mascara. We have five mascaras. So all mascaras that really address all different kinds of of lashes or needs or whatever you're looking for. And our mascara is a product that I'm really, really proud of because we spent a long time and I was fired even from a filler chemist who's like, I just cannot do this for you. It's not going to happen. So seven years ago, after round 25, they're like, no, we're done. And so that's a formula that we had to keep going back to the drawing board and work on and work on just to make sure it was vegan, make sure that it was not using ingredients that I didn't want to use, that I felt that there was data on that this can break your lashes. These aren't the best things for you to use. And so we had a limited palette and I'm really, really proud of the mascaras that we've created. So definitely one of our mascaras and then our fragrances. My new favorite right now would be our natural origins collection, which are really beautiful. And we're using a very limited palette around these ingredients. You can smell every single ingredient and they're really layered and incredible. So those to me right now are ride or dies. 
I'm such a product junkie that I'm always moving forward into the future. Like what else do we have? What else do we have? So I'm really telling you about more of our newer items, except for the mascara. I'm not that loyal. I keep moving on with like, what's new? What do we have that's exciting? Because I do think that brands need to keep innovating and thinking about what is happening and new ingredients on the market. And the fact that some brands are using formulas from the seventies still and pushing parabens and thinking that these are the right formulas to use just doesn't feel innovative. There's been this seismic change in the industry around availability of ingredients, how people are thinking about ingredients. If we started our beauty brand today versus 25 years ago, the amount of ingredients you can use now, the way people are thinking is so exciting. The way formulas are being crafted today is so innovative that it's a really exciting time in beauty. Amazing. Okay. So we have one last question for you. We ask every guest that comes on Los Angeles because we are LA Hollywood based. Let's say you take a trip down from Santa Barbara Carpinteria. You're a big movie star and you're in a movie. Who are you co-starring with? Who is in this movie with you? And it can be any kind of movie. It can be a rom-com, can be a buddy cop movie, can be a dramedy. Who's there on screen with you? Okay, so I think it would probably be I would have trapped in my car with me, Billie Eilish. <laughs> I think that for me, it would be a singer. I think that I would love to have some of the young women that are out there in the world today doing such cool things. I'm so inspired by young women right now and young men that are doing interesting, really innovative and out of the box thinking. And I would fill my car up with whoever would jump in that is um, friends with Billie Eilish. <laughs> Do we know if Billie Eilish is a fan of Pacifica? Because if not, I feel like she would be. I know that her makeup artist has used Pacifica on her before. If Whether or not she's a fan, I'm not sure. But I definitely think she would be for sure. She aligns with our values and she's pretty amazing. Well, Brooke, thank you so much for spending time with us today and talking more about Pacifica and sustainability and kicking off our sustainability series. We're really excited that we were able to get you. Where can everybody find Pacifica? Should they want to pick it up? You can find us at Ulta Beauty. You can find us at Target and All Doors. And you can find us, of course, at Whole Foods. Yes. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Friday episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We have so many more amazing guests talking about sustainability this month. So be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Los Angeles Pod. Join our Facebook group. The Glam Glamgelinos are always partying in the Facebook group, sharing recommendations. Just search us on Facebook and you will find the group on our page. And of course, we upload all of our episodes along with links to specific products mentioned within each episode on our website, which is glossangelespod.com. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.